What's up guys, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode of the PT Coffee Cast, I just wanted to touch base with you and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate your support. Every like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, truly does mean the world to us and it continues to push us to put out the best possible content for you guys. Before we hop in, I just want to talk to you about our partnership with Physio Network. Physio Network is on a mission to improve physiotherapy standards worldwide. They do this through their research reviews. If you sign up, you'll get 12 research reviews per month in both written and audio form. Articles are selected and appraised by industry experts such as Sandy Hilton, Mary O'Keefe, Tom Goom. Um, former PT Coffee Cast guests such as Teddy Wilsey, Sam Spinelli, Jared Hall, Tom Walters, and plenty more. They're clinically relevant and recently published, and they take less than five minutes to read one review, saving you hours of work. This also solves that problem that we all struggle with. How do we stay up to date with the research? Physio Network has you covered. They also give you access to a members-only Facebook group, and you can do quizzes that will get you CEU points. They got it all. If you guys are interested in trying out Physio Network, you can start your seven-day free trial now by using the link in the show notes or our bio on Instagram. This will give you the option to play around, see what you like, do you like listening, do you like reading, and just seeing the amazing content that they give you guys, and then you will join because Physio Network is amazing. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have signed up for Physio Network, please let us know how your experience has gone. We'd love to hear, and we can pass on that information to them. Also, we are super pumped to finally announce the release of the Movement Coffee Club. What is this, you ask? This is a way that you guys can continue to connect and support the PT Coffee Cast community. So we have three clubs available for you guys. We have the Espresso Club, which each month you will get a personal message from Will and myself thanking you for the support. The second club we have is the Cafe Club, where you get everything in the Espresso Club, as well as a shout-out on an episode, put on the list of the Coffee Club supporters, and a bonus episode each month. And then lastly, we have our favorite club, the Mug Club. You get everything in the first two clubs, as well as a PT Coffee Cast mug, a monthly coffee subscription of our own coffee blend, and a monthly Mug Club Zoom call. The reason why we put this club out is we want to continue to develop ways that we can connect with you guys, the community, as well as have an opportunity for you to support us, um, show us some love, and allow for us to continue to develop and put out the best possible content. You guys can support us for as little as $3 a month. This money is going to go directly back into the podcast for new things like audio equipment, video equipment for better video content, merch, coffee, everything's going to go back into the PT Coffee Cast so we can continue to provide you guys with some pretty cool opportunities. If you're interested in supporting us, you can check the link in our bio on Instagram at the PT Coffee Cast or at the Movement PTs and click the Coffee Club as well as in our show notes of each episode, we'll have a link there for you to head over and join. Guys, thank you so much for the continued support and we hope that you enjoy this episode of the PT Coffee Cast. Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast, brought to you by the Movement 
My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good, but how are you doing? Bro, I'm struggling. Like, I'm struggling. I told you on on the last re- recorded episode that we tried to do... I shouldn't say recorded, because I tried to record it, and I didn't hit record again. But m- my stimulus level has been hit. It's been a long week, lots of talking... A lot of great things happening but you know when you just get like that cup gets full and then man like yesterday i forgot my laptop here i never forget my laptop here and i just and i left it here i'm like what is happening if my head wasn't attached i don't even know if i'd bring it with me is that why this is here that is why this is here and we did a beautiful like i cracked it we did the asmr stuff on the the episode that we thought we were recording but we weren't so yeah i'm drinking some rain energy 180 milligrams of caffeine it's supposed to give me increased concentration reduced fatigue and energy so hopefully that'll help me get through this episode just to quickly recap it was really good though it is very good i highly suggest giving it a try the melon mania is delicious well, I think we can make it through this we together. Can we can you do know. it. We've been we've been going at it this long, so Dude, I'm I'm just happy that you aren't ready to kill me after not recording again. I'm good, man. I'm three copies deep. So That's why you compliment me. It's all good. <laughs> you just very very keep keep it level, you know? Keep it level. That's right. Um guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We're we're diving in with another episode here. Um, you know, before we do that, just wanted to get your feedback, you know. Let us know in the, the DMs on Instagram at PT Coffee Cast, or you know you can shoot us an email podcast at themovementphysio.ca, and just let us know what you think about this new transition to the episodes that we're doing. We're trying to take a different approach and you know gear it more towards new grads, um, students, and just some of the lessons and things that we've learned along the way, and that we're continue continuing to learn. So give us some feedback on what you think about the. Uh, the new episodes and we are on youtube now trying to show our beautiful faces to you guys um so head over there subscribe you can watch um our full episodes uh there but for today we want to talk about and i need to do this slowing it down um and doing the simple things well in assessments because they can get very overwhelming there can be a lot going on and i think if you're new to doing you know a full assessment it uh it can be very overwhelming so I want to pass it over to you and have you kind of lay it lay it out as to, you know, your thoughts on it and then maybe talk a little bit about how you used to experience assessments before you started to gain some experience and put a put a framework to it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give this a go. So, I think uh when I first started, I would I'm sure lots of people can relate. I think you can relate is I would just rush through assessments. I'd do like one test after another you know, not much dialogue between tests, isometric, range of motion, special test, you know, and you're just sort of doing the Tasmanian devil approach. And I think it stems from just wanting to get as much information as possible and thinking that you need to know everything and get everything done day one, Um, which obviously don't think is actually really what you want to do. I believe, and what I realize now is you can get a lot from one thing, and what you really want to gain from the initial assessment is trust with the other person, have them feel confident about the process. You don't necessarily need to know everything that day because guess what? If you do things well, there's going to be a follow-up. 
which means you can dive more into things and get more details gradually. But that is essentially the premise of what I wanted to talk about was just how do you slow things down and what can you really get from just one thing? Yeah, and I think to add on to that, um, that feeling of having to check everything off definitely stems from like physio school when that's how we're evaluated, right? We're evaluated on like, did you hit all of the special tests required for the shoulder? Not really, and again, an OSCE situation where you're doing like a mock scenario, you're not really getting real feedback. So it's like the test doesn't even really matter what you technically get. So it's like, you're not knowing what to do with that information and why you're using the test. You're just doing the test so that you pass the exam, which is like, that's fine. That's the way it goes. And I think what it does do, and I was happy from getting this from physio school is it does at least lay out a bit of a framework for you as to how you can approach this. And I think as we've developed, we've obviously worked in our own framework and where those tests kind of lie and what we take from them. But I just want to add that because I just remember coming out of physio school thinking like, I got to get all these things in so that I don't fail. Yeah. And then you end up like, excuse me, by the end of the assessment, you're like sweating and you're stressed and <laughs> the client obviously feels the same way, right? They're like, what is going on? Why am I, my shoulder's been in 5 million different positions. I don't really understand what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think that's where it comes down to like slowing it down. So um, why don't why don't you use an example as to like how you would slow it down and use um, like a test of some sort and what information you take away from that? There's so many examples and I think this applies to many things, but I like uh, using shoulder external rotation, just like your classic isometric testing. As an example, I just feel like it's easy to kind of go through. But let's just say uh, you have shoulder pain and we're doing isometric testing. You know, what I might have done when I first started is do that quick and then move to internal and then move to flexion. And it's just like boom, 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 boom. But I think if you slow it down, you can get a lot more information. So when you go into that, maybe what you do is you explain to them what you're testing, right? Why you want to look at that and then give them clear instructions. Like, okay, we're going to slowly ramp up, right? If you feel discomfort, I want you to let me know and then we'll slowly relax. If not, I want you to push as hard as you can, right? Take it slow. We're going to do this because I want to see if this is uh, uncomfortable or not, or if it's maybe just, you know, if there's a strength issue there we can use that to help us know what we need to do what we need to work on then they go okay you go through you take it real slow you get real close so they feel really confident in what you're doing you go one two three four or five build up real slow they go "Ooh, that's a little bit uncomfortable you go okay well this makes sense because what you're telling me with you know, the activities that you're having uncomfortable with, it was like turning over a spatula repetitively, right? A lot of external rotation happening there, right? And then you go, okay, yeah, that does make sense. Well, what we could do is work on delivering an exercise where we can target this and this could help improve 
the strength, but also improve your uh, function, right? If we can improve how this feels, we can improve how you feel. And so I think it's just, and then go and do an exercise and put it into context. Tell them what's appropriate for them to feel during it, you know, how they should be responding, that kind of thing, versus just jumping to another exercise because you think you need to know what their hand behind back range of motion is, hmm. right? So you can get a lot from that. Or maybe they're just strong in that position. And in that case, you can point that out. You can spend time being like, hey, you're actually really strong here. You know, this is a good thing. And you can do that with any test where you're actually pointing out that they have strengths. So you can use that to your advantage. We can get this even stronger so it'll help the whole, you know, system be able to operate well. So I think it's just uh, taking that kind of thing slow. That type of test, it's like, really in terms of hard data you know you're not getting that much it's not like you're gonna know four out of five three out of five that well but you can still get a lot of information by paying attention and taking things slow even beyond that i think it's just paying attention to how the person looks you know are they tightening up during it clenching their teeth are they giving you a like just staring right in your soul yeah but, right ready to smack you yeah exactly Right, so just really paying attention to, you know, are they, do they seem nervous? You know, because that gives you a lens into how confident this person is with loading their shoulder. Uh, it gives you a sense of like, are they anticipating pain? Mm -hmm. So you can do a lot with that. Yeah, I like that. And I think, I think really explaining to them why and what you're doing is super important. Like, when I started out early, I would just do the resistant testing, like just do it as quickly as I can, just to, to get an idea of it, but not really explain it to them and why. And I think that's so important. It makes people understand why you're testing these things. And then even more important, and you mentioned like, you can then come back to that type of response. Like let's say it was apprehension or let's say it was pain. When you go and go into the functional, more a functional assessment where you're trying to give them a, an exercise to work on, you can refer back to the response of that test as to why you're doing these things and be like, hey, you know, just so it makes sense to you and why this is gonna help get you back to playing golf or whatever it may be is because when we did the resisted testing in, in, the, um, in the room there, you know, this, it, it elicited a little bit of apprehension and some pain, um, and we want to make sure that that's not the response that you're getting and we want to build this up. So this exercise, like as you could probably see, is going to load this position. And how does that feel? Oh, well, that feels much better. It's not painful. Right. And we want to try to find an entry point to load that area that's not as painful as what we may be experiencing in the room. So you can use that information and um, bring, bring it out when you go on further in the assessment. And people will appreciate that and people don't remember those things like sometimes i'll even ask people like because i like to question people a lot while we're going through the assessment just to get a sense and i'll be like hey like do you remember in the room what happened when we tested a position and they'll be like no <laughs> right mm -hmm. so like then you can bring it back to it and and and, and you can correlate the two or they remember and you're like right so why do you think 
we're going to try and do this and have them say it, right? Because they're going to then be like, oh, well, because, you know, we probably need to strengthen. Like intuitively people are going to say things like that. And then you can be like, totally. And then you can add in a little bit of things, right? So I think um, those little things that you might miss when you're just going like full bore trying to get through all the tests can be super helpful later on. Yeah, that's a really good point about like bringing it back. And and that's hard to do if you tested eight different things, even if they're relevant. Right, because then you'll forget. Or they're just like, yeah, you did a thousand things to me in the room. <laughs> yeah, and they have no idea what any of it is. And it's like, let's say, you know, you want to know how they feel in like a Hawkins-Kennedy position. It's like, you can do that next time. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal. Plus like depending on how sensitive they are it's like all that's going to do is increase the chances that you leave them more flared up when they leave versus if you just put that in the bank get them to develop some tolerance in that one position and then you try it out and you go hey uh now we're going to start elevating the shoulder for example right to like make it more of like a framework in a sense like when you go into the assessment what are you like how are you sequentially going you know through those things so that it you know people can because it's going to take time to develop this skill right like it's going to take many assessments and like i think it's okay if you're doing more tests than maybe you do or i do because we've kind of developed a like a framework for it but how do you, in a broad sense, view how you're going to go about it? I think the general framework that they teach in school is pretty good. It's right. pretty much what I use in terms of, like, just have a look, observe, right? Uh, go through some range of motion, go through your isometrics, go through your special tests. Like, it's the same process. Right. It's just that I'm going to listen really well during the, the subjective portion where that's where you get most of the story. And uh, I'm going to try to make educated guesses on how they're going to feel uh, so that I know um, how to how much they might be able to tolerate. You know, if it's seeming really high on the sensitivity and it's like they keep mentioning stuff where external rotation is painful, it's like I know, you know, most likely how they're – you they're always want to test. You know how they're going to most likely respond, so you might not do – And it's just – I might go, I might need to spend a little bit more time on this, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then – but I'm still going through the same. But, you know, assuming you go through the range of motion and they start doing this and they're like, ah, it's okay, but I f- feel uncomfortable, right? And then you're picking up clues into how what you can focus on primarily – might be different depending on the the issue right like it could be knee extension or something like that but just goes to show you right and i guess i i'm gonna assume this because i know how you 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 approach practice but you're you know you're trying to get a sense for how their movement relates to their pain um how loading is going to respond and try to get a sense for those things by using those tests after you've kind of ruled out anything like sinister um that's going on and then you're just going to get a sense for okay how do they tolerate these things and how do i continue to find out where we need to go in order to to get them kind of started on the plan 
Yeah, exactly. Helping them feel confident about what the plan is too. And I think if you focus on too many things, then it just gets too uncertain and confusing for people, especially people like who have no idea what any of these things are. So, yeah. Okay, cool. I think one thing maybe to just to wrap up, what we could do is, you know, if you're listening to this and you do feel like, oh man, I'm going a million miles an hour and I feel overwhelmed and all that stuff. Like, first of all, we've all been there and we still are there sometimes. Like the other day I was, I was definitely feeling that. Um, but maybe try and take one of these things that we talked about and implement in your next assessment. So like, for example, you know, when you go to do your isometric testing, take the time to explain why you're doing it. Um, like Will said, kind of make the person feel safe, get close, explain to them that we're going to ramp up and then try to pick out some of the things that like, you know, Will talked about, which was, you know, how are they responding to this load? Like, what are they feeling? But also like, what does their facial expressions look like? You know, what are they verbally saying about it? And then how can you use that information that you took from that test and bring it back up or tie it back in later on in the assessment um, to where the context makes sense for the client? Um, I think that could be like a cool little place to start and maybe give that a shot um, and see how that goes. Yeah, do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Um, But we'll wrap up there, guys. We want to keep this one short. Um, so if you aren't following us on Instagram, head over there, follow us at PT coffee cast. Um, if you guys have any questions you want us to answer on our Q and a episodes, you can drop them there. You can also email us podcast at the movement physio.ca. Um, if you aren't following us over on YouTube, head over there, subscribe. We'll put out our video episodes there. And then lastly, if you aren't subscribed on your audio platform, head over there. So you don't miss out on any of our episodes. That is all we got for today. Until the, until next time, try to stay coffee infused. Cheers.